Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza, this is the third hour of today. And good morning. Welcome to the third hour of today. It's Monday morning, September 27th. I'm Al, along with Chanel, Craig. Good morning. Dylan's got the day off. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we've got an excellent program for you this mm -hmm. morning. We cannot wait. I'm so excited. <laughs> Keanu Reeves is here. It's like a kid on the last day of school. That's right. He's out with something really cool. His own comic book. It's already a huge hit. And stepping back into his Matrix role in a brand new movie. And John Wick. We're going to get details on all of What will he do next? Can't wait. An animated musical, maybe. Ooh. Then Marcus Samuelson will be live from Make Ahead Monday. He is showing us his meatball recipe. You've never had a meatball sub like this one. He's making it today. He'll show you how to do it. It is fantastic. Well, if Marcus is making it, it's got to be. It's yes. so yummy. Yes. Uh, yes. That's all ahead as we get started on a Monday morning. I see you had a pretty productive yeah. weekend. Well, I cleaned out the closet. You know, moved from spring, summer to yeah. winter, fall. Wow. Right in. Uh, cut back. I had been violating over the pandemic what is the one in one out yeah. so i went through got a lot of stuff i'm donating to my church and bottom boom. right what is that what was that th can we pull that picture wait i up? recognize that is that from your holiday card that's my uh that's my christmas <laughs> christmas jacket and you, you don't want to let that go when do you wear that uh, at christmas oh, just on christmas day well it's the holiday season if you know i've never seen you wear that he tried to hide that one in there did you see that you don't wear that on tv do you no, oh, okay. you know, I wear it around. You have so anyway, many moving blazers. On. Uh, and and you and I got to... It was nice. Yeah, how was your thing? We had a guy's lunch. Had a nice oh, guy's lunch. Uh, it was went, delightful. Yeah, we just yeah. sat outside and a couple of little aperitivo and some lunch. It was fantastic. It was what, what was for lunch? Uh, what, I, what did you have? Uh, I had uh, a lamb kebab and you had a salad uh, had with, a little, uh, with a shrimp. A salad? A shrimp no, salad. salad. Okay, yeah. that sounds nice. Don't judge, don't judge me. Well, I, I lunch, mean, there are lamb kebabs. Think about you know. lunch, you had So, yeah, we had a family picnic uh, this weekend. It was really nice the whole, oh, um, in the city. That. We that did. We lost, we lost daddy. He was somewhere. Okay. Well, that's, Daddy wasn't invited to the picnic. I guess. I guess you've got to put maybe put on a, a little tracker on him or something. How careless of you! We lost him, but we still took a selfie anyway. It's, right. it's to the point now where I take pictures of my kids. I have to bribe them. It's so horrible. They'll be like, so if we take this picture, if we smile, then what do we get? I'm like, no, we're no. going to take a picture just because. You get to eat. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> you get room and board in this house. Exactly. Uh, we get started on this Monday morning with an exclusive announcement from the head of Instagram, Adam Masseri. Yeah. Earlier today, Adam said that plans to create an Instagram for kids. You might remember this. Well, those plans are being paused. That app was intended for children under the age of 13. This is a hot topic because Instagram has recently come under scrutiny for the impact it has on our kids, especially teenage girls. In fact, a recent Wall Street Journal article cited leaked internal studies, including one from 2019. It was a slide that read, quote, we make body image issues worse for one in three Teen girls. That's astounding. One Instagram's, in three. Instagram's parent company, Facebook, responded by saying that stat was based on girls who are already experiencing body image issues, mm -hmm. not all teen girls. But the article caused immediate backlash, even a Senate hearing scheduled for later this week. So yeah. this morning, Adam Masseri laid out some of the company's plans to, to try and improve the experience for young users. I do want to be very clear that if anybody leaves using Instagram feeling worse about themselves, that's an important issue that we need to take seriously and that we need to figure out how to address. And so we have a number of ideas in the world of body image and negative social comparison. Last week, we announced that we were working on nudges, the idea that if you're going very deep in one topic, we might nudge you to try another topic. And another project that we call Take a Break, the idea being that you could put your Instagram on pause for a period of time if you're in a moment of vulnerability. Maybe you're going through a breakup or you just switched high schools. 
Oh, here's what I know for sure. Yeah. So you know how you talked about the nudging or what have you. Mm -hmm. For me, for a lot of the young girls that I know, it's not necessarily that they're typing in eating disorder or anything right. like that. It's just that the images you see, you know, the teenagers in these houses sure. where they all live together and the girls are slim in these tight dresses and they're making up the little routine. Best lives. Their best lives, right? And so if you scroll, you scroll, you scroll, you're t you start to think, well, what's wrong with my sure. life? Well, why sure. don't I look like this? No, I don't want to eat dinner tonight because I won't look like her. And it's happening over and over. I know so already in my own circle people it, who are dealing with it. It is a steep mountain to, mountain to climb. Yeah. And they've got these parental controls that he talked about this morning. They're going to roll out over the over the next few uh, few months. But one of the things I asked him about, and you know, you may know this already, having kids that are older than, than mine. A lot of the Instagram accounts are, are fake. Finster. Like, right. Uh, these kids, they, they, they try to hide stuff from their parents. Exactly. And they set up these fake accounts. And he admitted. I mean, that's... I, What's the no matter what they put in. Kids will find a way. Kids will find a way. They find a way. And that, and that, so it will be interesting to see as we go forward. But what's sure. the answer? I remember doing a feature no a decade right. ago on magazine images. Do you yeah. remember that? Sure. We just thought that alone was It's like something. playing whack-a-mole. Yeah. But you got to keep playing. That's All it. Right. Don't keep playing. Plan. Don't All give right. Up. Well, now let's turn to concerns about a potential shipping nightmare shaping up with the holiday season fast approaching. There was a major traffic jam at U.S. ports, and the ripple effects are being felt all over the country. NBC's Tom Casella was following this story for us. So, Tom, what exactly is causing this bottleneck of cargo ships? What are we seeing here? It, there are a lot of things, but you are going to feel it on your Main Street USA, wherever you live. Prices are already moving higher. Take a look at this video off the coast of Los Angeles, out on the Pacific Ocean, and the bottleneck we're seeing wow. already of ships that are backed up. They can't get into the port. 60 ships at last count. As far as the eye can see to the horizon, they can't get into the nation's biggest port out in Los Angeles. We're seeing the same thing on the East Coast. More than 20 ships backed up getting into New York City. So the entire supply chain is stretched right now. So it's the ports, it's the ships, it's the trucks, it's the warehouses, and there's a lot going on here to begin with. A big backup in demand. Suddenly, everybody is back from the pandemic, and, the, and there's a huge surge in demand in stores. And so all of those people who are buying are demanding items, and there simply is a backlog for those items. Now, you've also got a shortage of people working right now at the ports, at the warehouses, a shortage of truckers, problems in the railroads. All of that combined is leading to this problem where they're simply unable to get these items to the stores quickly enough. And so Costco, for example, is now saying they're limiting the amount of bottled water, toilet mm. paper, cleaning supplies that people can buy. Costco and Home Depot are both contracting their own ships wow. to bring mm. the supplies into the U.S. because they're not getting here fast enough. And, oh, by the way, if you are already thinking about holiday shopping, and you should be, you can expect there's going to be a shortage of items. In fact, televisions and sneakers and video games, that those types of popular items may be in short supply, and prices uh, are likely to be even higher in the coming weeks and months. This is unlikely to go away anytime soon, guys. Oh, my oh, goodness. Oh. All right, Tom Costello, thank you. That visual? Yeah. Those ships? I know. It feels up. like this just happened. Well, of course, it, it happens, and it's happening again now the pandemic. But the good news is we can start, I think we start moving to homemade gifts. We start baking cookies. Let's, we did that last season, well, remember? We'll do, we'll and I thought it was quite delightful. All right, well, before we head to break, we wanted to say congrats to our buddy Craig Melvin here. You were on the cover of Vanity Fair. That's I'm just not kidding. True. He's on the cover <laughs> issue of Guideposts, just as sweet. The article is actually written by you. Oh, that's... What a, did you write about? Was, uh, you know what? I, I actually 
Um, I, I haven't read the article yet, but Al said... But you wrote it. I did write it. <laughs> but, uh, and Al said, me, uh, Al said it turned it's out a, it's okay. a Don't lovely... put anybody on the cover of oh, the magazine. Please. No, no, it's a, it's a very lovely magazine. It's a lovely article. And uh, you and your father... And your father. ...doing a, a, just a, a wonderful thing, shining this light on addiction, and that there is light at the end of the tunnel. And I also wrote about uh, my faith and the power mm-hmm. of prayer. Um, and, you know, a lot of times people pray for things. We treat God like he's some sort of genie. Sure. You know, God, I want the... And and so I write a little bit about um, my relationship with my faith over time and how it's changed, how Mm. it's evolved. In a, a good way, I would yeah. I would contend, but uh, but yeah. So hopefully it does does some good. It will do some good. They, they clean up they clean up those pictures a lot. Look great. Oh, come on, you're a good they, guy. A on guy. Thursday we'll get that. I'm sure you've heard from people who I, I know for sure who your book has made such a difference. I've heard from a number of folks. Yeah. So just trying nice to do some good. good. I'm trying to get into heaven, Chanel. There you go. We'll see. <laughs> we all have a little hopefully more. Hopefully, you have to some do. time left. Coming up next, inside the Great Resignation. <laughs> Our pal CNBC's Sharon Epperson live to tell us why millions of Americans are quitting their jobs and what you should do if you're thinking about making a move. Then later, <laughs> you gotta be, you gotta be I don't think I've ever heard. We're gonna find so out about turning an idea into his own comic book, Return to the Matrix, John Wick, so much more as the third hour of today continues. I'm gonna let you do that by yourself. Are you sure he's talking, John Wick? Yep. Welcome back. In this morning's Consumer Confidential, a phenomenon that's being dubbed the Great Resignation. Yeah, it's because Americans are quitting their jobs at record rates. According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, nearly 4 million Americans quit their jobs for four straight months from April to July. So what should you do if you're thinking of making a switch and what's driving this trend? For answers, we turn to CNBC's senior personal finance correspondent, Sharon Epperson. Sharon, good morning to you. Good morning. So let's talk about why so many people are leaving their jobs, why they want to leave. And I thought it was interesting. A lot of people are wondering whether prolonged government assistance is playing any role in this. Well, you know, it's very interesting. Another survey that came out earlier this month from the Society of Human Resource Management found that 40 percent of U.S. workers are currently actively looking for a new job. And there are several factors. Government assistance, that certainly during the pandemic helped a lot of people. And it also helped some people save a bit more. So they have some flexibility in terms of when they want to go back to work or what work they want to do. And they may be quitting and looking for other opportunities. Mm. But there are other factors as well. People are just not happy in their job. They may want remote work and they're not able to get at their current job. And then there's something called turnover shocks. These happen all the time. You have a a baby, you get divorced, you you lose a parent, you lose a family member, or you have to care for a family member. And it creates a life event that makes you rethink your work environment. Well, that usually happens for different people at different times. Now, many people are going through it at the same time. And that's creating a lot of people leaving the workforce. And finally, mental health. Burnout is a big issue. There's another survey that came out that said about 40% of workers are experiencing burnout in the last few months. So that is also causing some to say, listen, I need to rethink this and find another opportunity. So Sharon, if they're thinking about that, before they leave the one job, what should they do before they find this new one? 
Well, one of the things they need to make sure that they're doing is that they are looking for other opportunities actively, that they are identifying what those opportunities may be, that they're looking in terms of what research they can do to find that next opportunity. Of course, updating your resume is critical. Networking with as many people as possible in the industry, in with the employer, with other people as well, to make sure that you're finding that best opportunity. And then don't forget to make sure that you have alerts set for different job websites so that you know when there is a job that may be right for you that comes available. It's so interesting. Anecdotally, anecdotally, how many people do you know who say, you know what, especially after the pandemic, I'm just not happy. Life is short. I want to be happy. I want to do something else, you know, to follow my passions. But the challenge is there are people who are doing it impulsively and they don't really have a plan. That's the last thing you want to do. The last thing you want to do is say, I quit this job. I, you know, I fire off an email that's angry. You want to find a way to cope with the situation you're in. You need that income, most likely. So you want to stay there as long as you can until you find that next opportunity. So whether that's taking a walk, taking a deep breath, or just stepping away from your laptop for a moment and coming back to it, find a way to cope. Know why you need to leave. Do you need to leave because you have childcare responsibilities and this job is not allowing you to do that? Do you need to leave because you want more flexibility? Do you need to leave because you need more money? Um, find out what you're why is create a plan then for how you're going to look for this job, where are you going to go to look, who are you going to talk to, and then begin your search thoughtfully, intentionally, systematically. 30 minutes a day at least put to your job search. You're going to tack that onto the work that you're currently doing, but you need to be intentional about it. You, you mentioned folks leaving for money, Sharon. How, how should you prepare financially to leave a job? Well, first of all, you got to figure out what your spending is. This is 2021, very different from 2020, and maybe more similar you may find to 2019 as you return to the office. So look at what your spending was there and see what it may be going forward for the next few months. Then you want to make sure you have adequate emergency savings. We know how important the unexpected can be in terms of making sure you've prepared for it financially. <coughs> Three to six months, some financial advisors say, really, you may need much more depending on how long you may be out of work if you're thinking about quitting a job, you don't have something lined up already. And then you also want to make sure that you pay down any high interest debt that you have. You don't want to carry around that debt. And health care coverage, so very important. If you're leaving an employer where you had a health insurance and now you don't, you want to go to the health insurance marketplaces and look for health insurance, make sure you get that. But if you have a spouse or partner that has health insurance, maybe you can get on to that plan. It's a good topic. A lot of people are ready for a change. Sharon, thank you so much. And if you are thinking about making a move, before you Absolutely. do anything, Sharon has written a really good article we posted on Today.com. When we come back, the one, the only, Keanu Reeves. There he is. Hey. There he is. He's up early. Oh, yes. Keanu standing by to uh, tell us a little bit about creating his own comic book. And we will, of course, find out about returning to the world of the Matrix. And then after Keanu, a little Make Ahead Monday, Chef Marco Samuelson. He'll join us live to take the mystery out of the perfect meatball. We'll be right back. Yum. Well, this morning we are catching up with a Hollywood legend who's been entertaining us for decades now. Keanu Reeves, wasting the stardom way back in the 90s with that thriller speed. Since then, he's played Neo in the Matrix movies, a role he'll be bringing back soon. And of course, he's been an assassin out for revenge as John Wick. Well, now Keanu is adding comic book author to his resume with the release of Berserker. And he's here to tell us all about it. Keanu, it is great to see you. Thanks for being Morning. here. Morning. Hey, hey. 
Good morning, everyone. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, we're excited. <laughs> I, 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 I'm a big comic book fan, and, and this series, <laughs> the thumbs up, uh, you've been thinking about this since 2017. Uh, what, yeah. What, what was the impetus to finally get this thing going? Why now? And, and tell us a little bit about it. Um, well, it's called Berserker, and I uh, had the idea for a character in the middle of a battle, um, kind of berserkering. And I met with Boom Studios, the publisher of the comic, and I pitched this idea to them. And they they said, uh, we like the idea. Have you ever thought of doing a comic book about it? And I said, no. And they said, would you like to? And I said, yes, please. <laughs> and then uh, Boom Studios put a team together. We have a great writer, Matt Kent. Um, illustrator Ron Garney, great colorist uh, Bill Crabtree, letterer Clem Robbins. And so we have this kind of super team. And so over the past couple of years, we've been developing it. And the first four issues are um, in an anthology now, which is um, kind of the origin story of this character who was born 80,000 years ago. Um, And he's half human, half God. It's a comic book. And... uh, (laughs) Um, he's cursed with this impulse to violence hmm. and it's kind of how do people react to him? How does this man who doesn't want to kill, but is compelled to, um, and how is he used and what is this person's life? And, and also we have fun with going through all of kind of the different epochs and ages of human history. So good. And, you know what I think is, is pretty cool? The fact that Netflix has announced it's turning the comic into a live-action film in an anime series, which you'll be starring in. What was your reaction to that? Uh, I thought that was pretty... Um, I, it, I'm really grateful. It's yeah. a really extraordinary opportunity. I love the story, and I hope people enjoy it. And, you know, I think it's a story of, you know, that's for our times, but also all times, just who we are, how we are. And um, so they have the opportunity to to kind of tell the story, different versions of the story um, in anime or live action. Um, I'm really excited about the opportunity. Keanu, almost 20 years, hard to believe, 20 years have passed since the release of the last Matrix film. Um, The time has finally come (laughs) for its newest installment, the Matrix Resurrections. Yes, uh, it's been well over a decade since the last movie. So, what what should we expect from from this one? Um, it's pretty astounding. It's um, a beautiful film. It's a, a love story. It's action, and um, and it's full of ideas. You know, it's a it's a it's a Matrix film, yeah. and it's you know, Lana Wachowski's the director and visionary and writer. And, uh, you know, it was just really something special for me personally um, and creatively to be involved. And uh, hopefully people will. I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of beautiful images and cinema, but, mm-hmm. you know, food on and, you know, it's a Matrix film. So it's kind of confronting who we are and what's going on. I love it. And seeking for the best of ourselves. I can't. I, I know so many are looking forward to that. And you're in the middle of, I mean, you're in, in these two wonderful uh, anthologies. I mean, you're also in the middle of filming John Wick, the fourth John Wick. And you say that it, it's really intense, which I find interesting, since the first three weren't exactly a light romp. <laughs> <laughs> they're fun. Yes, Come on, they're I mean, fun. Yeah. No, they're absolutely fun. But they're intense. Um, you know, we we have um, 
we're we're going for it. There's some really um, amazing John Wick action and new characters, and uh, um, it's been uh, um, really fun to be to to be playing the role again and to be telling this story. We're you know there's new characters and we're opening up the world, and um, right now we're just shooting uh, this crazy fight scene in the middle of a uh, traffic. Oh. So it's. <clears throat> Car crashes, gun fights. You know. Anyway, I know, right? I, it's it's John Wick. I love it. I, we're we're waiting for John Wick the musical. <laughs> All right, Keanu. Thank you so much. It's so good to see you again. We really appreciate you stopping by. The graphic novel is called Berserker, and it is out October fifth. Fight scene in traffic. That's going to be good. All right. Up That's a next, normal day in New York. Right, exactly. <laughs> up next, simple steps to improve your health span, including the secrets to better sleep. And then later, we're helping you prepare for the cooler temperatures with great buys for your skin, lips, and guys, something you'll want for your beards. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Get, beard. Get something for Kiana. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> There is no doubt that the pandemic has had an impact on our health. In fact, there's a new study out from Oxford University finding that our life expectancy of American men in particular dropped by more than two years in 2020. So with that in mind, we wanted to share some ways to improve your overall health and set you up for a longer, happier life. So here to help us is orthopedic surgeon and aging expert, Dr. Vonda Wright. Good morning to you. Good morning. Thanks for having me again. Absolutely. So we've talked so much about lifespan, but you say we should be focusing on our health span. What is the difference between the two? You know, the good news is that our lifespan in this country has gone from about 40 years at the turn of the century to now 80-ish. But here's the catch. The average age of the onset of the top 10 diseases that kill us and hurt us is only 62, so our health span is shorter than our lifespan. So we need to figure out how to make those last 20 years as healthy as they can be. So you got three areas to increase our health span, and the first one a lot of people probably might not think about, but it's about sleep and how important it is. Yes, you know what? Most of us think that because we're trying to pass out and not be conscious during our sleeping that there's nothing important going on. But the fact is sleep is a highly metabolic period and we need not only to get enough of it, but we need high quality sleep. So what does that mean? It means that on average, we need seven to nine hours, which is about two and a half REM cycles, but that we have to create an environment where sleep is optimized, such as, let's get the temperature right. Mm. You know, when I was uh, working with professional athletes, one day a cooling mattress arrived in our office, and research has found that cooler temperatures, either with a mattress, with a cooling blanket, or opening the window, actually promotes an environment of sleep. We also need to de-inflame our bodies. Mm. So how do we do that? Well, we can do that with smart nutrition. We've talked before about cutting out all the added sugar, which inflames our body. We've talked about things like valerian root or trying to decrease the stress we have, which is an inflammatory itself. And That leads me to the third important point. We need to give ourselves time as we're going to sleep to 
decompress from our rush, rush, rush world and allow our parasympathetic nervous system to take over and slow us down. And we can do that with meditation, mindfulness apps, and simply giving ourselves the time. Dr. Wright, really quickly, uh, we don't have a lot of time, but there are so many people who take sleep aids. Is that a mm -hmm. long-term uh, issue if you're taking it, you know, frankly, year after year? You know what? People think that sleep aids give them quality sleep. Sleep aids may put us to sleep, and at some point we've all used them probably. But if we want the best quality sleep, we should try to create this environment we just talked about for quality sleep, not just getting passed out. Mm -hmm. and, and what about social interaction? And I mean, when you talk about it, is, are we talking face-to-face -face as opposed to on our, our devices? You know, this. listen, we've talked before about this tough time we've been through, but lots of social science tell us that despite our digital connection, that we are lonely in a crowd. And that can have profound effects on our health in terms of our uh, stress levels. So if we can, if we feel comfortable in our environments during the pandemic, we actually do need some face-to-face -face time. There's a, a social scientist who studied the longest living people in the world uh, in a book called Blue Zones, and he found that social interaction, even keeping in contact with your friend groups that you've mm. had since grade school, can increase our longevity, increase our resilience because it gives us coping, and ultimately decreases our stress levels. It's a good topic. It's something to think about before you get sick, right? Increase your health span. Dr. Oh, Von absolutely. Absolutely. Dr. Von der Wright, thank you for your time this morning. Thank you for having me. All right. When we come back, we are going to take care of your skin. Cosmopolitan's beauty director, Julie Wilson, is sharing some items to add to your fall routine. And then tomorrow, singer and actress Ashanti will join us to share her new movie. We'll be right back. If you could not wait for cooler weather, we have some products you are going to fall in love with. Let's see what you do. But I'll bump. And there's something for us guys, too. Cosmopolitan's beauty director, Julie Wilson, joining us this morning to share her top beauty and skin essentials for fall. Julie, good to see you. Good, good to see you guys. Nice to have you. So we're, yeah. we're starting off with guys and beards. We're going to start out with guys today. Okay. I mean, the colder weather, it's going to be drier for your skin. So you want to hydrate that hair on your skin as well. Yeah. This from Bevel is amazing. It has like argon oil and jojoba oil and a little goes a long way. So you see the little package, mm -hmm. take a few drops, rub it in your fingers and through your beard and it's great. No greasy. Mm -hmm. So you can kiss and do all those things and it won't like transfer. And when you see it, it just looks healthy. Yes. I mean, it doesn't look all dry and crackly. Glistening. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, what's this? This is from Mara. This is an amazing um, serum that's also a sunscreen. Oh. So people forget that in the colder weather, you also need a sunscreen. You need sunscreen every single day. Yes. Okay. And so this is great because it's your skincare and your sunscreen in one. It's SPF Ooh. 30. It goes on you shake it first it goes on completely clear so it's great for all skin tones okay. um and we love that the fact that you can really yes oh show yeah us. see because sometimes that dewy Ooh, skin yeah it's so good right yes have to use sunscreen reapply every two hours you know what normally when i think sunscreen i think it's gonna like leave a film 
Nope. So that's good. Look All right. Okay. Now, in the in the winter months, Ugh. chapped lips, big problem. In fact, Craig gets them year-round from kissing cold mirrors. But uh, <laughs> this one is really good for you. I love this. This is all-in-one. This will get your lips all the way in formation for the fall and winter. So you have your scrub. This is from KNC. You have your scrub. Then you have a lip mask that actually, like, goes onto your lips. A lip mask. Yep. Well, Leave it on there for 20 minutes. It looks like it's the shape of lips. It's really cool. Very Instagrammable. And then you have a bomb. So you put the bomb on and it hydrates your, your lips after you've sloughed off all of that dead skin. Okay. A lot of work for your lips. I didn't realize it. Look, our lips need it. Yeah, Fall, they, they deserve. Mm -hmm. They deserve. Okay. Well, speaking of lips. Yes, lips. Okay, so during the fall, you can see I'm wearing a great deep red matte, matte yeah. lip. You know, you might want to get away from the glosses that we had in the spring and summer. These from Revlon are amazing. And the thing about matte lips, they can often leave your lips dry. Mm -hmm. This one is amazing because it has like moringa oil in it. Moringa and, oil. Yes. It's fun to say. <laughs> and agave. So it goes on really nicely and they have 24 shades. Ooh. So you can, you know, pick whatever, you know, feels bright for you. You can take some for Deborah. What this about the sparkly in. stuff? Okay, so your lips can't have all the fun. Yeah. These are for your eyes. I'm actually wearing... Uh, Sunday. Oh. It's really great. These are sparkly. And like the days are shorter in the winter, mm -hmm. the fall and winter. So add some sparkle to your day with these. They're from We Are Fluid, which is a great line for, you know, all skin tones, all genders. Love it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Do we have Fenty over here? Fenty. Rihanna. Okay, Riri. Yeah. What's up, girl? Okay, so this is her fragrance, first fragrance for Fenty, oh. and it's sold out right away. So you have to, you know, go onto the Smell. website, sign up for when it gets restocked. But it is awesome. It is deep and cozy and sexy. Can I say sexy on the today show? Sure, you can. Sure, why not? Okay, so it's sexy, just like Rihanna. Mm. Love it, right? Oh, that wow. smells good, right? Yeah, yes. Um, it's $120, so smells it's a like little a crazy. <laughs> But it's only 120. Okay. <laughs> if you want something a little bit more affordable, we have this from um, Bath and Body Works, <coughs> which is great, called Open Sky, and okay. it still has the same kind of notes with Fenty. Fenty has like musk and vanilla and blueberry. This also has some like blackberries and vanilla in it as yeah, well. I like that. Right. So you can have, you know, if you want to splurge on yourself because we deserve, mm -hmm. or you can have this, which is perfectly fine and amazing, and the bottle's really beautiful. It's so pretty. Splurge. Because you deserve. You deserve. You deserve. I like that. You deserve. Splurge. You deserve. Hashtag splurge. You deserve. This is nice. Julie, yeah. thank you so thank much you. for joining oh. us. For more on these products, head to today.com. Last shop. shop. Splurge. You deserve. All right. When we come back, our good friend Marcus Samuelson is We deserve live. him. We deserve to share his recipe for meatballs in this morning's Make Ahead Monday. And then later this week, music superstar Sierra will join us live to share her exciting new project. We'll be right back. This is nice. Great. Right? Good. It If it's Monday, you know that means it's Make Ahead Monday, and we're going to whip up two great fall comfort foods. Well, we're not. Our next guest yeah. a meatball pomodoro sauce and meatball subs. Here to help us, chef, restaurateur, philanthropist, author, TV star, Renaissance all around nice man. guy, Mr. Marcus Samuelson. Good morning, good Marcus. Good morning. How are you guys? Hey, good to see you. Hey, before we get into these dishes, we want to ask you about Top Chef family style. We all love Top Chef, but this one brings young chefs and their family members together. So, and you're a head judge. What was this like? 
Well, clearly I didn't do it right because the two of you should have been judges with me. We have <laughs> Next time. And you're all about family. Oh, so you got Megan Trainer. Megan and I, we had a blast. This was so much fun. I've been both a contestant and a judge, but to be part of this Top Chef Family Time with the families was absolutely amazing. The youngest contestant was nine years old. Wow. We have grandmothers, uncle, aunties, you name it, teaming up and cooking together. That's such a good idea. All right, well, speaking of delicious food, let's talk about your meatball pomodoro sauce. What are you mixing together for the meatballs? So I grew up in the land of meatballs, right, in Sweden. So meatballs, so Monday, that was a Wednesday, and I knew that leftover meatballs was something that uh, the next day I always look forward to. There's a sandwich that you can make the next day, right? So... I'm starting out some great meatballs that you can make ahead. Mm-hmm. You can even freeze the meatballs, right? You can roll them up, freeze them, then fry them, oh. and then cook them in a beautiful tomato sauce. Look at this, right? Nice, beautiful. <coughs> and then the sub. Hey, hey so Marcus, what kind of meat are you using for the for the meatballs? So I mix pork. I'm like beef and ground chicken meat, right? Oh. If you want. Some people don't like to eat pork, so that's why I take the pork out. Mm-hmm. So I use chicken meat. But for people who love pork, you can mix meat, beef, and pork. Either way, I I, I love just to, like, roll the meatballs in oh. the tomato sauce just so you get that beautiful, nice flavor in there, right? Just like that. Just stack them up. Mm-hmm. But then... It's all about the cheese that you're right. going to put yeah. on. Hey, hey, Marcus, the, the, the sauce you've got in there, it's a pomodoro, and you yeah. only need five ingredients? Yes. You listen. you got the tomatoes. You cook them down. Mm-hmm. They're beautiful. I'm going to put some fresh herbs in there because we're trying to be healthy. Okay. <laughs> exactly. I'm putting my mozzarella in, mm. and then I'm going to shave... The green on top. Ooh, so two kinds. Ah. Two kinds, absolutely. Yeah. And then I'm just grill this off in the oven. Mm-hmm. The rest of the salamander, we just put this back in the oven, and they look... And you get, oh they, they get a little toasty on top. When you're doing the meatballs for the first time, Marcus, how big yeah. do you like your meatballs? And, and you know, how much do you... Uh, when you're searing them off, how long do you sear them? Mm. So golf ball size is, you know, it's a good, perfect meatball. And then you want to sear them off. You want to go on medium to high to start with so they get nice and crispy. Mm-hmm. Take about six minutes or so in the pan. And you keep rolling them. You stir the pan. You shake the pan. Mm-hmm. Listen, you talk about this is how I became a chef. I was cooking with my grandmother. She told me how to, she showed me how to make meatballs. So I know about meatballs. And guess what? A Top Chef family style all the kids knew how to make meatballs. I love that. That's a basic. You got to know meatballs. Yum. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, Marcus, thank you so much. It's great to see you. Can't wait to get back up to, uh, to Harlem and the Red Rooster. Thanks yeah. so much. We appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, Marcus. Good thank to you, see you. Hey, and for these recipes and so much more, head to today.com slash food and catch new episodes of Top Chef Family Style every Thursday on Peacock. You may not have known that, but they're part of our parent company. <laughs> NBC Universal. Third hour today, I'll be right back. I want one of those right now, actually. Yes. Oh, that looks good.
Coming up tomorrow, singer and actor Ashanti joining us live. Coming up on Hoda and Jenna, they're chatting with actor Vanessa Hudgens. And by the way, episode three of Hoda's new podcast is out. This time, Hoda shares a great conversation with author Anne Lamont, one nice. of her favorites. Podcast called Making Space with Hoda Copy. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts. <laughs> we'll see you back here tomorrow. Have a listen to that podcast. Day.